We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you're having a great morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. And yeah, I'm with Kate. We both had our own separate silly little morning and workout routines. We did an interview with Rachel, which she's the founder of The Good Smart. I think you guys will really enjoy the conversation that we had with her. She's really sweet, very insightful, has a lot of, you know, tips and advice on, you know, navigating life. But I went to SolidCore today and there's a new movement, kind of a variation of a movement that we already do that I am now obsessed with. Please don't talk about I'm excited to hear. Yes. So for anyone who lives in New York City, A, I suggest taking James class one day. If you're willing to wake up early, he only really teaches like the 6 a.m. classes and then like in the on the weekends, you know, like 9 a.m. or whatever. But you know when you do the oblique side crunch on the handlebars? I do. I don't know if our listeners do, but okay. yeah. So <laughs> basically, listeners, imagine you're like on a reformer Pilates machine. There's like elevated handlebars. Your handlebars are right there. You're basically twisting your body. So you're working your oblique. So like your side abs, essentially. And you're, you know, scooching in and out to crunch. Well, you know, James was like, if anyone can do it with one hand, be my guest. And so the two people next to me were doing, I was like, you know what? I can do this. And so I was balancing, doing the side oblique crunch with one hand on the bar. And I was fully capable of it. Very surprised. Sometimes I get nervous about like, you know, the single arm stuff because, you know, coordination and balance, but I felt like I was part of like Cirque du Soleil and <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm obsessed. Now it's my new favorite move. It's just this era. Yeah. That sounds when you, when you tweeted your like one arm thing, I was like, bro, what? I'm like, are you upside down? Are you inside? Like, what are we sitting? I mean, um, I could have easily probably fallen like easily, um, but I didn't. So thank God about that one. 
but um, yeah how was your morning then it looks like you had a fun cheeky run in some place in Brooklyn yeah I had a, I had a very cheeky run I woke up um at actually 6 a.m and I couldn't fall back asleep so I put on my Normatec recovery legs and just slept for 45 minutes with them on and then I actually woke up at eight in my morning pages as I do city biked into Brooklyn um Ty Haney about to burst I'm sure you all know um oh also I'm forgot to say Ty said she'll come on the pod too so we can have that in the in the works um she was hosting a jog in New York City she came to New York um for Joggy which is her CBD company and she paired with this running group that runs out of Brooklyn called Rage and Release I've seen them on Instagram before and they run nighttime and so I normally don't like want to go to Brooklyn to run at night just because I normally run in the morning um not into group stuff I've never found a good group but they were fucking fun they were hilarious they were like smoking weed right before um which was great they we did like a 3k at kind of like a recreational pace and then at the end he was like I'm kind of going to kick your ass it's going to be competitive um and so it was great you know I've I know Ty and it was good to catch up with her and like chat with her kind of like as we were running the community there their like group is really fun and when we did like the more competitive group like we were probably running like a 6 30 pace for like three miles which is like I don't know depending on where you're running or probably a six mile or six minute per mile pace at one point of it like we were kind of everyone was kind of sprinting you know at the end of it and I think when I was in that moment like when you're running by yourself there's so many opportunities to like stop or slow down or be like well I'm not going to run this far today and the accountability of having a group is something that I had when obviously I played college sports like was in such a heavy group thing that I had no independence right and now my training schedule is so independent that I don't have really anyone that's ever rooting for me or like cheering for me or like no accountability structure built in which I'm not complaining about I'm like fine doing it on my own you know but it was just so good I was running next to this one guy and we were just like had like really similar strides and just like bolting through traffic on the streets and it just felt so empowering which is like so cringy and corny to say but I haven't really had a run where I felt like I'm a runner in a very long time I feel like I have this weird imposter syndrome with running and I hate saying imposter syndrome but that's kind of what it is where I am like a Hoka athlete I've never run a marathon before like I'm not that fast like I don't run a million miles every day and so I feel very grateful that I work with Hoka because it's like such a dream, but I definitely almost every single day, I'm like, I should not have this title. I should not be selected to this. Right. Um, Which like, I don't know if listeners even care about this or know this, whatever the hell. But in that moment, I was just like, I'm a runner. Like, you know, kind of what it qualifies for you to be a runner is like, everyone's a runner. Like if, in my opinion, if you run for like four minutes, you're a runner. And in that moment, I was just like, you know what? And also other social, other issues happening to me. But I was like, I'm going to run a fucking marathon and I'm going to become good at this. I'm going to take care of my body and like have that as an accountability thing for me. Like, I really want to like fucking do it and stop half-assing it, right? Um, so it was a really good breakthrough this morning. And then, yeah, I got home and then we, here we are. It's already 1.38. Uh, it's yeah. Wild. But yeah. yeah, that was my morning. It was very fun. Um, good to see Ty. And I think I'm going to keep running with this group on Tuesday night, so tbd on that one fun yeah i'm excited for where your little legs take you in regard to running no but that is like very powerful and i think there is something really special about training with the group i know when i was a competitive swimmer even though yeah i think you know training with a group when you're young can be somewhat toxic or like really really exhausting but there is something really special about you know everyone being like hey we're gonna do this together when you're having like you know a really challenging set or when you're being pushed to do a certain run and it definitely makes you feel 
like you're part of something and you realize like, oh, wow, I am fully capable of this because yeah, it's really easy to maybe not push yourself as hard when you are training alone. And that's definitely something true for myself. Yeah, but I was going to say like kind of in that point too, I think with community, like Emma and I know that like the CMOS girly community, like so many of you guys feel like you have a place to go to talk about things like that. And I just think it's really hard to get out of your routine sometimes and try to find community because like the only pastimes I've tried group running stuff, they were so toxic. And I think if you have bad communities, sometimes you're like, well, that experience sucked, that friend group sucked, or this sports team sucks. So they're all going to suck. And it's until you have a good one that you kind of trust that process again. Because yeah. uh, I remember the other running group I tried, like everyone was being like a fucking cunt the whole time. Can I say cunt? I mean, it's our own podcast. It's our podcast. Yeah. But they were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to run a seven twelve pace this whole time. I'm going to, and I'm like, aren't you here to like be social? Like if you want to do your little military training, go fucking run by yourself. Right. So I had a bad taste in my mouth about group running and stuff, but it was really good. And a few people like came up and started chatting with me and like one girl's talked about CMOS girlies a little bit. So it's just cute to, you know, see, feel like you have a reason to exist when life hits the fan. And when life hits the fan, Emma and Kate go to Levain and go to Van Leeuwen, which was my vendor of an evening last night. Sometimes um, you just need to eat food on a stoop. <laughs> food on a stoop. That's the summer. You guys were like, hot girl summer. No, it's food on a stoop summer. That's it. You don't have a stoop, go on a porch. You don't have a porch, go on a, oh, here's a one thing people in my high school would do. They would go to like the tops of parking garages of like shopping malls and just like mm-hmm. hang out there. Weird. Oh yeah. No, people definitely did that. People would just hang out. Like they would just open up their trunk and sit like in their yeah. area and just chill. Honestly, one of the best experiences of life that you can have as an adolescent sitting in someone's trunk late at night, talking about who knows what great feeling. Yeah. So Emma and I, I had a bender for undisclosed reasons, you know, nothing good romantically will ever happen. Kate Glavin proves to be true. So it was like 8 PM and I walk over to Emma's and I, Emma's just like, Hey, do you want to go on a walk? I was like, I do. So we start walking and I'm like, I, you know, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, we're going to go to Van Leeuwen or something. We want to go to Morgan Stearns. We've never been there. That line like, though. Hell no. If you're listening to the pod and you've ever been there, like, let me know if it's like equal as good or better than Van Leeuwen. I want to go for myself, but I just want to hear if what you guys think about ice creams in New York City. Also, Ampler Hills Creamery. I've never been. I don't, I don't really care. So we get to the West Village and we're like, oh, let's go to Lifetime because they have raw desserts. The owners of that store think Emma and I are related. And like, I love that store so much. So many memories and moments there. They were closed. Google Maps said they were open until 10. It was like 9.15. They were closed. And we kick it back, go to Levain or Levain, however it's pronounced, and get banana bread. Did not know they had banana bread. Plus one for Levain and then a chocolate chip cookie. Emma was ordering and like the fucking employee was talking to you about your dress for like three hours. I loved him. I, you know, when you have moments like that, when you interact with someone that you don't know and they're just like really, really friendly, you know, I don't interact with many people that much. You know, I'm the type person that oftentimes, you know, when I'm at the grocery store, the employee doesn't really chat with me. I don't really chat with them. It's kind of awkward. You know, at Whole Foods, I just check out my own fucking green onions now, but he was an angel and yeah. it was really special. And I don't feel like Kate and I have had kind of a silly little goofy girls night out having our little weird food moment. And it was just wholesome. And then we went to Van Leeuwen and we did the usual thing where, you know, you get the two cups with the extra cup, try to confuse them. The girl who was scooping the ice cream, she knew to give us ample amount of ice cream, but Kate and I were kind of overwhelmed by how many flavors 
Vanilla yeah. Fuzz, it's kind of daunting. Because normally we go there and we just only look at the vegan stuff. And I was like, you know what? I don't really care. Like I've, I've eaten dairy before. Sure. So like, I've never been unlocked to look at two menus at once, which was wild. We sampled a few and then got like the raspberry one and then like a peanut butter. You know, we're always going to get some shit that has chocolate, cookie, peanut butter, something, crunch, caramel. Like we're never getting vanilla and we're never getting fucking sorbet. It's going to be one of the mix and mash flavors. And so that's basically what it was. Did I taste it while eating it? No. Did it hit the spot? Yeah. Yeah. We went to a fucking stoop and we sat and ate that um, incredible moment. Incredible moment. So yeah, the little things in life. It's literally just being on a fucking stoop. That's about it. Um, now, my other my other point of the pod after my bender yesterday was like, be ballsy. Just be ballsy. I sent a I sent an Instagram DM to a man this morning, and I'm just be ballsy. I'm sick of being passive about my life. Like this is kind of my whole ethos with like I want to really just like get good at running, and I want to like be confident in things that I'm like I should be fucking confident in. Like. This morning when I was running, like Ty was like, okay, you run a lot, right? And I was like, no, like, yeah, I fucking do. Like, why the hell was I like being a little baby about that? You know what I mean? So this is your sign to be ballsy and stand up for the things that you know that you're good at and stop being a little bitch. Okay. Wake up calls. You must really, none, no more of that behavior. My second point's a little bit more tame. It's my newest realization of Royal Jelly. Um, That's you know honey, you right? Say? What? That's honey, right? it's honey so I had no idea so the reason that I purchased this is you know when you see a TikTok of some random bitch saying claiming that a supplement changed her life as I did a video of magnesium so this girl did a video about royal jelly and I've taken royal jelly in versions of honey before but I didn't know you could buy it like on its own so I did of course a little bit of research on it and I was like you know what let's do it I got $20 to spend come on let's do it (laughs) like why not so I saw it at Whole Foods and I normally buy my bee pollen from the same brand. I don't remember what it is. Like, it's going to just be whatever you find at your health store. It's like the brand doesn't matter. Yeah. But I opened it up and I was expecting a powder you mix with water because the ingredients was like mixed with water, not hot water, only lukewarm. Like it was very intense. And I was like, okay, like, is it going to explode? Like, why not hot water? And I opened it up and it, the consistency of a honey. So I was like, why would I mix this with water at all to begin with? Of course, I follow the instructions. Um, and I like kind of take like a tablespoon of it and like put it in like lukewarm water and kind of like mix it around, but then it doesn't really mix. So I just kind of like lick the honey. It tastes just like honey and it has a little bit of like a texture to it. So it's not as like, it's not crunchy. It honestly kind of feels like sandpaper. Does that make sense? Interesting. What are the like benefits of royal jelly versus just regular ro- like raw local honey. I'm- I would say most of most of the what I was reading about it, it's like pretty similar to kind of like the immune fighting stuff. But a lot of the royal jelly stuff is also about like cognition, like brain stuff, and just kind of like overall vitality. It's kind of like a catch-all with like sea moss, where it's like contains this many of your nutrients, like does all of this functions in the body. So, you know, I said let's ball out. Um, I just enjoyed it. It says to take it between meals, so maybe that'll be like my fun little like snack between meals with like some other shit in it i don't know but shout out royal jelly thanks for picking me up jelly. um do we also want to give our review of the olipop banana cream soda we got sent some for people who don't know olipop has a weird random flavor in collaboration with the minions which is very on par for the cmos grillies yeah and well first of all i want to say i posted on my instagram story and it got like 93 shares like i know a lot of you guys follow me but i didn't think that like the banana cream olipop would like 
generate that much traffic to my I mean Instagram. I feel like it's similar to that of the everything but the bagel ice cream that Jenny's ice cream did like it's kind of a little like I don't know quirky yeah quirky yeah well but what do you it, think I think it tastes exactly like banana Laffy Taffy and I do like it I agree on both of those yes it does taste like banana Laffy Taffy which I haven't had in forever and that is such a specific taste, taste. but when I tried this this really brought me back to my childhood when I would, you know, go during swim break or whatever they call it when they blow the whistle and you can't swim. Um, yeah. And I would go up to the little snack shack and I'd get my little Laffy Taffy and eat it and I'd be dripping in water. But yeah, it's really good. It's very random. And so I think it's only available online. But if you guys are like, I need to try some banana cream soda, get yourself some banana cream soda, I guess. Right. Like, I don't know. The other Olipop flavors, I feel like they kind of have like a avoid like oh I'm craving a coca-cola I'm gonna pick up an olipop instead or like oh I want like an orange fanta like when they did that launch but I don't know if bitches are really craving like banana cream liquid maybe I mean, you shouldn't you should not be craving banana cream liquid but I feel like this would honestly be good in some sort of um like ice cream float you know yeah. like, float, but this with obviously just like vanilla ice cream I feel like yeah and obviously we interviewed Ben and like he you know formulates all the shit in his kitchen it's like he seems like a madman in the best way of like being able to make this flavor and he was talking about it but we didn't know what flavor this was about like he says in the episode that like oh there's like new flavors coming out I'm so proud of the formulation but they really fucking nailed it and it like freaks me out how much they nailed it without using like artificial stuff you know what I mean like this is the prebiotic soda and like damn it is exactly the same um so yeah. shout out olipop you'll get our endorsement on that one it was pretty good um let us know if you guys have any beverages that you want emma and i to try out we literally love like last night when we were at our bender we decided to like get beverages and we saw some weird ones but i feel like they all had caffeine so we didn't want to get them um but we're, we're always open to try something new so yes that kind of gets us into the episode today which obviously with Rachel if you get smart it's a great conversation and we'll talk a lot about snacks um if you go on their website you guys will be in CPG heaven also I wanted to find the term CPG because I feel like if you're not kind of in these spaces or like you're maybe not a millennial you don't know what that means and that's totally okay it means consumer packaged goods so that's kind of what the subject of that of the episode is about um just wanted to say that because I feel like I hate when I hate when they're talking about something and I don't know what the phrase is. So I just want to make yeah. sure that no one feels like they're stupid because you're not. The more you know, the more you know. So the yes, more you know. You all enjoy the episode. You know, you know where to find us. Make sure to leave a cheeky review for us, and we will talk with you guys later. Yes, let's get into the pod. Here we are. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. We are back with another episode. We're here with Rachel. We're going to talk all things snacks. We're going to talk to Goodsmart. Um, happy to have you on. So if you want to introduce yourself to our audience, that would be amazing. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to speak with you too. I'm Rachel Krupa, the founder of The Goods Mart, which is a better for you, socially conscious neighborhood convenience store um, in Soho. Um, and then at 30 Rockefeller Center in New York. And then I also have a PR agency um, that focuses on food and wellness brands um, that are based in New York and LA. So um, everything snacks, food, wellness is kind of the life that I've had for the past 20 years. Super fun. Yes, we're really excited to have you here today. Um, do you want to maybe talk about how you started GoodSmart? Have you always been in like the food and beverage space or did you just find yourself here? And was there maybe like some point like in your childhood that inspired you to start this like yeah. healthier version of like a convenience store? Yeah, you're like, I am a convenience store owner. It's like the best <laughs> opening line to someone. They're like, what do you do? I'm like, I own convenience stores. Um, so I grew up in a small town in Michigan where our local, local Sunoco gas station was the hub of the community. It's where you would get candy, milk, eggs, cheese. It's a small town. So it was amazing. Um, but then as I grew up and moved to New York and then L.A. for PR work, that it was really amazing just to see the innovations within like the food industry, especially within CPG. And CPG have been kind of in the industry for now 10 years. And it was looking at what the space was. And there's a better for you component to everything that is on the marketplace today. But then when you look at convenience stores and like more of like a 7-Eleven gas station, the products that are out there doesn't match. And so I thought of that moment of like, if convenience stores are supposed to be convenient, are they convenient if they don't contain the products that we want and love and kind of discover from that? And then that was just like the initial catalyst. It was like, I'm going to create a better for you 7-Eleven. And friends were like, that sounds so cool. And then you're like talking to friends enough times. They're like, yes, please, please do this. Because um, my friends would used to come into my office PR agency because we worked with so many CPG companies and they would just like, 
shop or just take products from our office. And so it was just like, hey, I think this is a business. Um, but also we have to elevate brands that are doing it right. Mm-hmm. We have to elevate founders that have like a mission behind versus just, you know, a Doritos and a Cheetos that, you know, where's your money going? Right. A product just, I think Emma and I have that kind of complaint of like the CPG space or maybe just the food space in general. Like Mm -hmm. there's just so much product on the shelf. Specifically now I feel like functional beverages. I like look in that section at a grocery store and I'm like, why are there 20 beverages? And I have no idea why you exist. So I think the vetting that you guys do for like the products and the brands is really cool. Cause I just feel like as a consumer myself, it's very overwhelming and daunting. Um, so when it kind of comes to your role, I guess, at the Goodsmart mm-hmm. and like, you know, probably very different as the company has evolved and everything, what's kind of the most rewarding part about it, about the process or like the thing you love waking up in the morning to do every single day? Oh, I mean, that's everything. Um, it's been pretty much, we opened up the first store in 2018 in Silver Lake and then opened up the New York stores um, shortly afterwards or one New York store. And then we opened up 30 Rock um, the, at the end of 2021. So it's the whole part of it is discovery. It's talking with founders. It's asking, hey, why did you start this? Where do your ingredients come from? Um, and then being able to have that point that our stores are only 500 square feet or less. So when customers walk in, you can discover something and that look of a customer's face when they find that thing that they've been either looking for, they didn't know what they were looking for, but then they found it. Or then they come back in after they tried something and it was like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Now I'm obsessed with this. Oh, it's a female founded brand. It's a brand from an underrepresented, you know, demographic. And you're like, that's even cooler. So it's just like this constant reward of, hey, discovering amazing brands, learning their stories. But then when the customer feedback to that, I mean, that's incredible. And I think that's my favorite job, Um, but also being a hub of the community and doing more than just selling goods, but also trying to do as much good as possible. I know that kind of sounds just, you know, because we're called the Good Smart, Um, but it was intentionally called that because like we want to do as much good as possible um, and really look to be part of like the emerging brand ecosystem of CPG. No, that's really special. And I think also like, you know, you definitely have the advantage and like, it's definitely special to have like a brick and mortar store where you can like interact with customers, you know, in real life and really like witness those, um, interactions and like their reactions and everything versus maybe like seeing a review on a website. So that's definitely, yeah, really special. Um, kind of shifting gears, you know, Kate and I definitely, there's things that we love about health and wellness and like food culture, but there's also many things that we dislike. So I'm curious, are there some things that, you know, you would love to see change in the industry, things that you love, things that you just dislike? It can be general, whatever. I mean, I think we could talk about the subject forever. <laughs> um, I think that it's really understanding that the term wellness to me is very much, it's almost becoming like greenwashing everything. Everything is wellness and wellness to someone is something that makes you feel better and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It's not having ashwagandha every day and every mushroom that you can imagine. It's what is that moment? Is that cup of tea that you found in the morning that you do and you read a book or you sit in pause or you look at water? That's like also part of like a wellness routine. So I think when we look at that, it's just like what is wellness on a greater level versus this 
very prescriptive way of what wellness is, is like, you need to have this and you need to spend a lot of money on it. That is the, you know, to me, it's just like, we have to, you know, dissemble that from like the get go and just know individual wellness is so much more important because what works for you is not going to work for everyone else. And that even goes into the functional ingredients. I can't have all the mushrooms. If I have it, my body gets super excited. So if you layer mushroom on top of mushroom on top of mushroom in a beverage, I can't drink it. And I'm just going to go away from it because I don't want all of that. Sometimes you just want like a really great cup of coffee, not a functional coffee, but it's also making sure that the efficacy of the ingredients is there. And it's not just a point of branding, but it's actually going to be functional if you're going to have it. And I think that's also something that I think most founders, at least within our store, are really looking at because I'll ask them, I'm like, hey, how much, you know, ashwagandha do you have in this? Is it actually there to be a functional level or is it the last ingredient on the package? So you have to look at that, I think, from a conscious consumer and actually be, you know, understand what you're putting in your body. Yeah, I think that's a huge point that Emma and I hate, like all the greenwashing, like you're saying. So when it comes to you guys, like, how is that vetting process? Um, like, you know, do you start with, do you kind of hearsay about companies and then speak with them? Do you get approached by companies? Like, what is that typical process? Or is it very different for each brand? Oh, every brand is a little bit different because I believe the job of a buyer of a store or an owner in my case, where it's both, is that you have to do your homework. Um, And you have to understand the brands that you're bringing in. You have to also search for brands. Not every brand should come to you, but if you want to find something that's new and innovative, start looking for it. Like discover and go to coffee shops because you have a lot of small makers that are at coffee shops within like a particular neighborhood because that's normally like the first barrier of entry. It's searching online. It's talking to food incubators of like, hey, what's up and coming? Because, you know, that's where most brands are starting because they can't start at scale to have a full co-manufacturer from the get go. So it's really doing your homework. But also we do have brands that come into our store you know, and be like, Hey, here's a sample. I do outreach. I'm on Instagram all the time. Just being like, Hey, like, can I try and sample your product? Which is also so fun. But then my first question always is, why did you want to create this company? Like, why is it needed? And see that response too. then on top of it, trying to make sure that the taste and the quality is there and making sure that it's like expansive of not just to my taste, but also to our team and looking at it from all taste points, because my thing is like, we're a better for you convenience store. We're not healthy because healthy is a different level for everyone. Health to you may mean you want no sugar. Health to me is like, I don't like bunk fruit and stevia and all the different sugar alternatives. I want a little bit of regular sugar. So that to some is unhealthy. So healthy also is a term that I want to kind of just like, we don't really use in our store because. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so like, useless like it's a very like empty word when people say that and it's like everyone has their own yeah reasons to do different things as well which is awesome Mm -hmm. for sure well yeah I think that's definitely and I definitely love that you you know touched on how wellness isn't just all about like products and that you don't need to have all the tinctures because Kate and I definitely you know promote that and try to tell a lot of our listeners just because you know they are Gen Z they're very impressionable they always get the targeted ads and feel like the pressure to get like the new millennial packaging so I'm curious you know what are some of your other like favorite wellness rituals or products that you kind of like are non-negotiables you definitely have to like incorporate into your regular daily life Mm -hmm. that make you just feel good yeah for me I'm about routine so my is all about like a morning routine in order to get set 
and like that intention out there. So it's like always waking up, I need to move my body. So it's, you know, moving your body, whether it's like I do the class and like just some plat or some mat, um, you know, Pilates. And I think that's the one thing great about the pandemic is like now we can do things at home and we don't have to pay to go into class every day, especially when you live in New York or LA where it's so expensive. And so now you have online platforms that, you know, are relatively accessible, you know, or, you know, at least trying to do that. Um, but then it's like oil pulling. I've been oil pulling for pretty much 15, 20 years, dry brushing. Um, but then I'll, I'm a big essential oil person. So it's putting different things on my body in the morning to set that intention of, hey, what is that smell? Because then that smell also gets me in that set of like, hey, I need to be zen or uplifting. So for me, it's really the routine of the oil pulling, dry brushing, you know, essential oils that I put on my body and moving my body and meditating. Um, those are my non-negotiables. Um, and then on top of that, you know, people may say, but I'd like to have a cup of coffee. Coffee at four o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon to me is getting out of the office and going for a walk to do something. And it's that intentional way of, hey, I'm going to do this for myself, not have my phone, not have anything. Sometimes I have my phone with music, but it's like that movement of I'm going to do something for myself in the middle of the day to break up the nine to five work day where it's just like, I got to get out. And I've been doing it forever. It's four o'clock. I got to get out. Love that. Yeah. I feel like I get a slump either between 2 PM, 4 PM and like have to have something to break it up. So that's a good ritual to have. I think we all could benefit from that. Um, Mm -hmm. Emma and I notoriously eat really weird snacks. And, you know, since you're kind of the snack queen and like have probably tried so many good products, bad products, are there any fun snack combos or like weird recipes that you like follow? Um, since I feel like you probably have such a breadth of knowledge of this like snack space. Um, and I've just seen so many weird products probably like come to market that didn't exist 10 years ago. I mean, I think that everything, I'm, I'm a person that will mix everything together. Um, and it's just like, I'll have sweet, savory. I'm really obsessed with plant-based jerkies right now. Um, and so whether it's like a mushroom jerky or it is, I just got a, like across my decks that there's coming out to be a beet jerky. Um, so I'm like, mm, I'm really interested in that. Um, but then I also just love just trying things like I, you know, thank you for one of your other episodes was talking about confetti. Um, and confetti is so tasty and delicious and it's upcycled vegetables and it's like vegetables actually in a bag and like, they look like vegetables and they don't look like a fried potato that's just like every other chip and Betty from confetti and her name is Betty. And it's just like the perfect, it makes me happy every time I say Betty from confetti is just like an amazing powerhouse woman that has her product is like one of the top selling products in Singapore that it's now coming to the U S and I love that with ranch dressing, or I dip that within just like fly by Jing hot, like, you know, the hot chili oil. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a, I eat things like that, but I'm also notoriously for eating two or three day old pastries because like I have an obsession with gluten-free vegan pastries, even though I'm not vegan nor gluten-free, um, because I want to just see how it tastes. And if you got a great one, you know that everything else is going to be amazing. I'm curious who, like, where's your favorite like pastry place in New York city to get all the good gluten-free <sighs> vegan goods? One of my favorites is at the Smile. Do you know Smile to Go? Yes. Their buckwheat banana bread. Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to intern at a fashion store <laughs> or a fashion company in Soho, and we would always go down to Smile to Go. 
And I remember getting the buckwheat banana bread once and it was life changing. <laughs> so life changing. It's just so good. Um, so there's things like that. I'm like a banana bread connoisseur. So I think banana breads are definitely my thing. Um, and then I was just, yeah, that's, that's, that's the top of my head where I'm like, you just always have to go if you haven't had, had it yet. It's life changing, as you said. Love that. Um, you know, many of our girls are definitely interested in like health and wellness. Some of them, you Mm -hmm. know, want to pursue careers and, you know, that type of space. Do you have any like tips for when it comes to, you know, being an entrepreneur in the space and maybe just like any other additional tips when it comes to, you know, developing routines since you mentioned routine is so important to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think especially getting within like the career of your choice, like it's interning, 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 because what you think that you want to do may not actually be what you want to do after you try it. And internships, I think my mom called me like professional intern growing up because I got an internship in DC because I thought I wanted to do politics. I thought I wanted to be a weather, you know, like human. I wanted to do so much. But then once I got into it, I was like, oh no, I don't want to be in politics because like, back in the day, you had to wear pantyhose. And I'm like, I'm not wearing and getting dressed like this every day of my life. And then it was just like that trial and error. So always send a trial and error, like kind of just like intern. And then it's just sending notes, like sending a DM to someone because like, that's how people, we find our interns or we find employees. It was just like, Hey, I really love this. This is about me and tell your story. And it's more about, you know, what is your passion and like your experience And it's just really trying to get the experience because like, I think not only is it helpful for you as like someone entering within a career, but it's also helpful for the employer because you've already tried it. And it's not going to be like the six months down the road of like, I actually really don't like this and I want to change my mind. And two years into your career, you might change your mind and that's okay because it's all about my goal in life always is like, you have to be happy. Yes, you have to make money, but there's ways to make money and be happy. And it shouldn't come at a detriment to your well-being. And like, to me, well-being is everything in your mental health, because your mental health comes before, um, you know, what, what you think things are. Right. I think that's great advice. I had a very similar thing where I thought I wanted to work in politics. And the idea of me sitting in a cubicle with old white <laughs> men just says like, I can't do that. I can't ever do that. Obviously the landscape has gotten more diverse since that was like when I was in that sort of like pressure cooker situation, but I think that's great advice. Just kind of do many things and you kind of learn what you want to do by like, well, I hate this. So I don't want to do that. I think that's also a beneficial tip too. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I I got advice from a friend that was just more of just like, you're always learning um, no matter what. And you can't look at a failure as a failure because you're learning something from it. So if you constantly look at your wins or losses, like everything's a win because like, I, you know, this, I fucked up on this, but at the end of the day, you learn something from that. So if you're constantly climbing up the ladder of learning, then it's not a hindersome. If anything, it's just like one of your power skills because you're like, fuck, but now I learned it. And so now you're not going to make that mistake again. And so the mistake isn't a mistake, but it's like a really great learning block for you. So I think that's the biggest thing is don't get down on yourself. If something doesn't happen, it's just like that constant, like drive to do more um, is something that I've always been fueled by. Totally. Um, I think that's great advice for girls. Um, cause they, yeah, a lot of them are in this like impressionable age of making like those big life decisions and stuff. Um, kind of to round it off, I guess a question is like any exciting news for the rest of 2022. I know it's crazy that it's already June, like halfway the year done. Um, 
anything business-wise or like personal things that are you're looking forward to? Um, we are and we're about to, I don't know when this is running, but we are going to be doing a pop-up with New York Pilates in the Hamptons all summer, um, oh. which is amazing. Um, and I'm so excited about that. Um, and you will probably be seeing the goods within some hotel mini bars um, in the upcoming years who so are going to be curating some snacks for people. Um, and that's really exciting because then it allows our brands in our store to have wider reach than what they would normally have. Um, and personally, I'm taking a trip in September to go to Italy for a regenerative agriculture conference. Ooh. And when you get asked, you can't say no. You're like, yeah. Italy, Umbria, September. Why not? <laughs> yes, so please cool. sign me up. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And just, you know, we're in building mode for both companies right now. So it's really fun just to be part of that, that grind. Um, yeah. And just seeing everyone kind of just come to the table because we have incredible, you know, team members that I wouldn't be able to have the companies that I have without them. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think grinding in the summer is awesome. Also, that like vacation sounds incredible. Regenerative ag is like the, the coolest thing ever. So I hope mm -hmm. that goes well. Me too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. Um, CMOS Girlies, if you want to shop, we have the code CMOS10 that you can use. You can get 10% off anything on the website or a snack box. Play around on the site. There is so much. Your mind will be blown about like snacks you never thought were possible. I was so impressed when I was like scrolling on the site. I felt like I could have done it for hours. So yes, you guys and I highly, I highly suggest get the confetti veggie crisp or whatever. <laughs> They're phenomenal. I've been like dipping them in hummus and yeah. So that is my number one wreck. Yeah. Emma's wreck. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you know, we'll have a new episode next Tuesday and thank you, Rachel, for coming on. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Anytime. Of course. Bye, CMOS girlies. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.